0: I don't know how it is at your house, but about a week ago, we started watching Christmas movies already, okay? Um, Whether I like to admit it or not, that's what we started doing, okay? Um, And if you know me, uh, Christmas isn't always the the biggest holiday for me, but it is for my wife and my son. They they love it. Um, And so we started watching Christmas movies about a week ago. But you know, I was really uh, kind of struck by a common theme that I've seen in a lot of different Christmas movies, and and that's this, that no one is content. No one is content in any of these Christmas movies, right? You think about Home Alone, Kevin wants a new family, right? Right? Think about the Christmas story and Ralphie. All he wants is his Red Rider air rifle, right? That's all he wants. He doesn't want anything else for Christmas, right? Uh, you think about George Bailey. He has so many issues in his life that he doesn't even think that life is worth living at all. Clark Griswold, all he wants is the best tree, more lights, that pool, and Cousin Eddie and the RV to be gone, right? He's not content with anything, even with a year subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. (laughs) John McClane can't even let Hans Gruber take over the tower. No one is content in any of these movies, right? And I believe that we struggle with being content as well. And I think that comes because we are far too busy comparing ourselves to other people and comparing our lives and our marriages and our families and our houses and our stuff and all of our things to other people. Today, it's so easy for us to grab our phones and see everyone's latest trip, newest cars, uh, their new house remodels, and all of their new stuff. We see everyone's photoshopped life through the lens of Instagram. Rachel Cruz writes in her book, love your life and not theirs. And she says this, comparing ourselves to others is essentially a coping mechanism for our own insecurities. We believe that we don't measure up and so we project our insecurities onto others. We are insecure about how we look, about how our kids are dressed, how our houses are decorated and so on. And as we compare our lives to other people, we fall into a dangerous trap. We make assumptions about other people's lives and their situation, and those assumptions are oftentimes wrong or at least incomplete. The game of comparison is the problem of our own making, and these are pressures that we put on ourselves. And so we spend money and time and energy and attention trying to bridge a gap that doesn't even really exist. Well, today, As we come on the heels of thanksgiving and as we close out our study of the book of Philippians, Paul is going to share with us how we can learn to be content no matter the situations that we find ourselves in. So if you have your Bibles, if you would open up with me to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be there in verse 10 in just a moment. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, we have some on the back table. Please take one as a gift from us uh, to you. Uh, You can use one today or take it home with you if you need it. Philippians chapter four, verse 10. Philippians is in the New Testament, which is on the right side of your Bible. And it comes right after Ephesians, right before Colossians. And we'll have it up here on the screen as well. But read along with me in Philippians chapter four, verse 10. Paul says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Let's pause there for just a moment. We have learned, uh, excuse me, if we are going to learn to be content, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, the first thing that we need to do is, is we need to not ignore the hurting of the other people. We have seen through the study of Philippians that Paul has a deep care for the Philippians, the people there in the church at Philippi. But now we also learn that the Philippians had a deep concern and a deep care for Paul as well. And Paul says he praises God for their concern for him the Philippians had a deep care for Paul as well. And at some point, they didn't have the opportunity to help show that concern and help meet the needs that Paul had. But I know Paul. for Paul, this had to be good to know that not only did he care for them, but they also cared about him. It had to be reassuring that they loved him as well. And even as Paul wrote this letter in chains, he knows that these people in Philippi cared deeply for him as much as he cared for them. I don't know about you, but maybe at times you have seen other people hurting, much like the Philippians saw Paul hurting or in need and didn't know how to help them. You hurt for them, but you didn't know how to care for them at that time. Like the Philippians, you had concern for them without opportunity to share that concern and share that care for them. Well, I want to encourage you as you look to learn to be content in whatever situation that you are in to not ignore the hurting of other people. Don't ignore that wrenching of your heart because I believe that that concern, that care for other people, even if you don't have the opportunity to express that care or to to, to show that that care and that love for them, I believe that that is the Holy Spirit working on you and prompting you. And it can become easy for us to say, well, I don't have the opportunity right now and here to meet that need, so I'll just ignore that feeling. I'll just push that feeling aside and ignore that because I don't have the opportunity right here and now. And the more that we ignore that feeling of care for other people, the more we become numb And jaded to others hurt. And if we are going to learn to be content in whatever situations we find ourselves in, it starts by us not ignoring the hurt of other people. We say here at Journey Church that we put our faith into action by mobilizing to help our community and our world, even when we are called to sacrifice and to suffer, to care for their needs over our own. The Bible calls this love. This is what it means to love other people. It means to sacrifice, to care for their needs over our own. So don't ignore or even brush off your concern for other people, even even if in that moment you don't have the opportunity to express or to show that care for others right then and there. Keep looking for opportunities to sacrifice self in order to serve their needs. Paul was grateful that the Philippians not only cared about them, but he, they didn't stop caring for him even when they didn't have the opportunity to show it. Paul was grateful for their care and their concern for them. Friends, if we are gonna to learn to be content no matter what, we must uh, must not ignore the hurting of other people and we must learn to be content. Look at the next verse there in verse 11. Paul continues and says this. He, he expresses his, his gratefulness Uh, that they are concerned about him. But he says, I am am not saying this because I am in need for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Paul says, I have learned to be content no matter what. Paul says, I've learned to be content no matter the situations. I've learned to be content whether I had or didn't have. I've learned to be content whether I faced hardships or not, whether I had humble means, he was able to get along, whether he was in prosperity, he knew how to live humbly. He had learned the secret of going filled or being hungry. Paul knows how to be content in living in abundance and how to be content in living in suffering need now friends i don't know about you but i'm good in about half of those situations <laughs> the other half not so much in prosperity and and when my belly is full <laughs> when i have abundance i'm pretty good at being content <laughs> but when i'm hungry When things aren't going well, when when things are difficult, I don't know if I, like Paul, can say that I've learned to be content. I've learned to be content in some situations, but not in every circumstance. You know, if you pay attention to children and their attitudes towards their possessions What you'll see is when they find a toy that they like or a food that they enjoy, they oftentimes will guard it with their lives and you'll be hard pressed to get them to part with it or to share it with someone else without a fight. And that's because they have no idea that that same toy can be bought tomorrow and that there's more food in the refrigerator. They haven't learned that they can trust that they have enough for life. Well, Paul's gonna share with us in the next verse the secret to being content in every situation. And it really comes down to us trusting in God. Now, this next verse is one of the most misquoted verses that I hear a lot. But if we are gonna learn to be content no matter what, we must not ignore the hurting of other people and we must learn to trust in God. Look at verse 13. Paul says, I can do all things, excuse me, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I don't know about you, but I hear that all the time. I was able to do this great feat because I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Like Samson, we think that we can pull down all of the towers because I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's not what Paul's saying here. Paul's saying, I've learned to be content in every circumstance. And the secret to it is that I can trust in God. He is the one who strengthens me. Our strength doesn't come from ourselves. It doesn't come from what we can do and what we can't do. Our strength isn't found in our circumstances. It's not found in what we have or what we don't have. We will learn to be content whatever situation we find ourselves in when we learn to trust that Jesus is all that we need. Our strength comes from God alone. And it's there for us when things are going well. And it's there for us when things are difficult. We like Paul can learn to be content in whatever circumstance when we are trusting in God here at journey church. We say that we trust that Jesus is all that we need, that we are being transformed by who he is and what he has done. And Us trusting that Jesus is all that we need is the only way that we can joyfully give God the best of everything that we are and everything that we have every single day. No matter what situation, no matter what circumstance, because we trust that Jesus is all that we need. This is how we learn to be content in whatever, because our trust isn't in the whatever. Our trust is in God who strengthens us, not ourselves, but we trust that Jesus is all that we need. So if we're gonna learn, to be content in whatever situation, whatever circumstance. We must not ignore the hurting of other people. We must learn to trust in God. And, and third, we must have empathy towards others. Look at verse 14. Paul says, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. It's good for you to share in my troubles. You know, oftentimes when we look at other people, we have a tendency to look at their troubles and their sufferings and their affliction with apathy. We tend to be apathetic towards others' affliction. Or on the other side of that, we are jealous of their success. But notice what the Philippians do. They share in Paul's trouble. They share in Paul's trouble. Friends, being empathetic towards others instead of being apathetic. Caring for Paul and taking care of his needs. Now, we see this idea of caring for other people and being empathetic towards other people all throughout Paul's writings. In Romans chapter 12, verse 15, Paul says this. He says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Now, again, the first part of this can sometimes be easier, but sometimes be difficult. Uh, We can rejoice with people when they rejoice, but a lot of times our jealousy gets in the way of that. We, we become jealous of their success. And, and so if we can't have it, then we don't want anybody else to have it either. But Paul says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Friends, all of this is tying back to our contentment. Because our contentment really comes from our trust in God and how we relate to other people. Paul tells us to be one with one another, to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Friends, if we're gonna learn to be content in whatever situation and circumstance we find ourselves in, then we need to have empathy for other people. Paul says this in Galatians six. He says, "Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch, uh, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. And carry and carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens." Bear one another's burdens, help others that are struggling, care for others. Don't just ignore them and push them away, but walk side by side with them through the messiness of their life. Walk with them through the things that they are going through. Share in their troubles. Friends, we need to be concerned about the needs of other people not only the physical needs, but the spiritual needs as well. We need to be empathetic towards them. We need to remember that we too lived away from Jesus at once. We too struggle with sin. We too at times are in need. And so we need to share that that care for other people and do something to help their need. Because if we're gonna learn to be content in whatever circumstance. We must not ignore the hurting of others. We must learn to trust in God in everything. We must have empathy towards others. And lastly, we must, we must learn the gift of giving. We must learn the gift of giving. Look at verse 15. Paul continues, it says, moreover, As you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not not that I desire your gifts, what I desire is that more be credited to your account, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus your gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Philippians, not just once, but many times, had given gifts to take care of Paul's need. They had given many gifts to care for the needs of Paul. In fact, they'd even sent another gift by way of Epaphroditus to care for his need. And Paul wasn't looking for another handout or another gift from them. He had all that he needed. He was amply supplied. And he says that the Philippians' gift Their offering was a fragrant offering, an aroma, an acceptable sacrifice that was well-pleasing to God. Now, this wording that Paul uses here, uh, if you're familiar with the Old Testament, probably brings you back to some some imagery of the sacrifices and the offerings that that the people of Israel made to God that were fragrant aromas, aromas to God. They were acceptable sacrifices to God. But just like with Israel, God is the same today. And God wasn't concerned so much with what was being given. He was concerned with the heart of his people of Israel. Just like God is with us today. God is in need of nothing from us. But God desires our hearts God desires the hearts of his people. How and why they are making that sacrifice and that offering is more important than the amount or what it is. The Philippians' gift was well-pleasing to God because not because of the amount, but because they gave out of their hearts and out of their love for Paul and their concern for his need and their desire to see the work of God's kingdom to continue on through Paul. Giving to God's kingdom and giving to help meet the needs of other people is key if we are going to learn to be content in all circumstances. Because when we give, it doesn't just help meet that need. But when we give, it helps remind us that everything that we have and everything that we are isn't ours to begin with. It's God's. And so giving whether it's giving to the work of God's kingdom or whether it's giving to meet the needs of of our brothers or sisters, when we give towards others, when we give to the work of God's kingdom, it reminds us that all we are and all that we have isn't ours anyway, it's God's and we have been entrusted to manage it his way. Jesus tells us that where our treasure is, there our heart will be as well. And so giving to God's kingdom and giving to care for the needs of others reminds us that we are gods and not ourselves. Secondly, giving helps us to put others first and ourselves last, just as Jesus has put us first and himself last. When we give to help others it reminds us to have the same mindset of Jesus, to put others first and ourselves last. And remember, giving, whether it's to the kingdom of God or whether it's to, to take care of the needs of other people, isn't about an amount. It's about our hearts. Paul says that to the Philippians that their gift was a fragrant offering and an aroma, well-pleasing to God. So friends, let me ask you this morning, can you say the same about your gifts? Whether it's your offerings to the kingdom of God and the work that he's doing, whether through Journey Church or other places, or whether it's your giving towards other people, Can you say that it is a fragrant offering toward God? Can you say it's an acceptable sacrifice towards God, well-pleasing towards God? Let me tell you, it's not based on how much or how little. It's based on your heart in your giving. It's based on your care for others and your care for the work of God's kingdom. Are you giving to the work of God's kingdom, whether that's here at Journey Church or other kingdom work? And when God shows you the opportunity, are you giving to help meet the needs of other people? Now, friends, we talk a lot about giving of our money and we do, we give of our money, but we also give of our time, and our talents as well. Friends, if we are gonna learn to be content in whatever situation we find ourselves in, then we must learn the gift of giving, both to God's kingdom work and to help the needs of others. If we are gonna learn to be content in whatever situation, then we need to not ignore the hurting of other people, but we need to care for the physical and spiritual needs of others. And if we're gonna learn to be content, no matter what situations we are in, we need to learn to trust that Jesus is all that we need. If we're gonna learn to be content in whatever situation we find ourselves in, then we need to learn to be empathetic towards others and bear the burdens of each other and walk side by side through the message of others' lives, and if we're going to learn to be content in whatever situation, then we need to care for others and give to the work of God's kingdom. I don't think there's any mistake that Paul made that he would talk about himself as being content in whatever circumstance, immediately followed by him talking about the Philippians' heart to give, not only to his need, but to the work of the kingdom. Friends, our giving and our care for others and our giving to the work of God's kingdom are key to us learning to be content in whatever situation. Because all three of those things, are being content in whatever circumstances, are giving to help the needs of others and are giving to the work of God's kingdom, all of them come back to our trust in God. They are fruits that bear out of our trust that Jesus is all that we need. Let's read these last verses of Philippians 4 as we close out our study of Philippians. Paul says, greet all of God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All of God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Friends, if we are going to learn to be content, no matter what circumstances or situations that we find ourselves in, We must not ignore the hurting of others. We must learn to trust God. We must have empathy towards others. And we must learn the gift of giving. If we will start doing these small everyday things, we can learn as Paul learned to be content in whatever situation, whatever circumstance we find ourselves in and we can find joy for our journey and our journey can be lived to bring glory to God. We pray with me. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this book of the Philippians that Paul wrote to this mature group of believers who were living their lives for you because they had the mindset that your son had and they put the needs of others above themselves. Father, help us to learn from their example. Help us to learn from their sacrifice. Father, help us to learn from Paul to be content in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. And Father, we know that our contentment is connected to our relationships with you and our relationships with others. So Father, help us not to ignore the hurting of others, but help us to meet and carry their needs and their burdens, because this is what you have done for us. And somehow, strangely, we know that you will work on our hearts in those moments to help us to be content in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. Help us to trust in you and help us to give, to take care of the needs of others. Father, we ask that you would work in the lives of our families, in the lives of our our church, and that you would move us to be a people that can say whatever circumstance, we are content because we trust that Jesus is all that we need. We ask all of this in his precious name, amen. Friends, learning to be content begins with us trusting in Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning and you have never put your trust in Jesus for the first time. Well, we wanna invite you to come and do that today. Won't you come and give your life to him? Won't you come and repent of your sins and meet him in baptism and trust in Jesus, not only as your savior, but as the Lord of your life. If you're here and you're ready to do that, or you wanna talk about what that means, I'm gonna head out to the lobby. I would love to talk with you today.